Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 145 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to understand your Venus. And my special guest is Rachel Lang, the author of Modern Day Magic, Eight Simple Rules to Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks so much, Teresa. It's so great to be here talking about my favorite planet. Venus is a planet I think a lot of people love, you know, because of course, what do we do? We associate it with love and romance, kind of like when you see the lover's card in tarot. Everybody uh-huh. wants the lovers, even though it doesn't always mean or guarantee smooth sailing or think the things people think it means. So let's talk about Venus in astrology. Again, most people think it's the goddess of love. What role does Venus actually play in astrology? Venus is twofold. We have to think about Venus as the ruler of Taurus. So we're looking at the material world. What is in our physical experience, pleasure, things, the stuff in our home, money, security, those kinds of things. And Venus also rules Libra, which is the sign of others. So it's the sign of our partners, the people that we bring into our life in a very intentional way. Um, So Venus is love and money, you know, our two favorite things. Uh, Venus also relates to our sense of style. Um, It's the creative urge that we have. I can usually see someone's Venus by looking at the way they dress because Venus is that part of us that wants to attract love. And how do we attract love? Well, we dress in certain ways. We flirt. We, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's that element within us that relates to how we draw people and opportunities and things into our life. Well, I dress for comfort, so I'm pretty sure you could probably guess what my Venus is in. <laughs> it's always got to be what is comfortable, what's comfortable, what's cozy, what makes me feel like I don't have to leave the house. So, Answer. Yes. <laughs> That's so interesting. You know, you're making me laugh because I also associate the rising sign yeah. with how we dress. But, you, you know, this makes sense, the Venus and Cancer, because everything is about cozy, homey, comfy. So, so funny that that really cracks me up not what I expected uh-huh so let's talk you mentioned money yep and that of course you know I think a lot of people assume Jupiter's all about money because there's mm-hmm. luck and abundance but as we know Venus is connected with Taurus so well what can Venus teach us about our financial habits Mm. Oh, do we have an hour? No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite topics to speak about. I have I have a Venus ruled chart. I've got Venus and Scorpio. So I love talking about Venus and money. Um, but so so when we look at our Venus sign, we can see our values around money. You know, do we value saving? Do we value spending, investing? And we also see this is so important. We also see the ways that our economic value, so how much money we have, our net worth, is related to our sense of self-worth. Because Venus underlying all things with love and money in our lives, underlying all of those Venus things is how do we value ourselves? And so if we're having trouble with finances, 
we can draw, we can learn from our Venus. We can look at our Venus and say, what sign is my Venus in? And how can I love myself more related to that sign? What house is my Venus in? Those are the, every house relates to a different person, a different, a different person in our lives. And so connecting with people related to the house of our Venus is a way that we can bring pleasure and money together connection and money together and promote a sense of self-worth. So where's your, okay. So your Venus ruled, I'm assuming then your Taurus or Libra rising. Yep. I'm a Libra yep. rising. Uh, yeah. I was feeling your Libra rising. Yes. So, you know, all right. So we're both Venus ruled. And so where is your Venus in your chart and how does it relate to what you just said? Mm-hmm. As an example. Yeah. As an example. So depending on what house system you use, um, I use quadrant house systems and my Venus is in the sixth house. Um, and how that relates is that I, most of my friends and most of the people I've dated have come through work. I've had working relationships with all of, with, with almost everyone that I've dated and my wife right now. And then I've also, my very best friends in my life are people that I've worked with. Wow. Yeah. Or I've met through, but mostly they've been, you know, my, they've been my, either my employers or my colleagues. I find that really fascinating. I have been this in the ninth house and, you know, I, I, for me publishing, I love publishing. I love writing. So it makes a lot of sense. That's so interesting. So what about, okay, let's say your Venus is in your chart and it's negatively aspected. You know, some people back in the day used to call it afflicted. I don't Mm -hmm. like that word. I think it's super like loaded, but let's just say you've got all the hard squares and angles coming at your Venus. Well, how might that impact your relationships or your money? Yeah. Great question. Let's, I'm going to break it down in terms of Saturn. So affliction by Saturn, affliction by uh, Uranus, Neptune, and then Pluto. And I can, I can do this pretty quickly. So with Saturn, one of the challenges when you have Saturn square or Venus square Saturn or Venus opposite square Saturn is not valuing yourself to where you get into relationships where there are power imbalances or your relationship with money is something that feels a little bit intangible or where you don't feel deserving. And so Saturn puts a lot of pressure on Venus. Um, also, there can be a challenge with just openness to pleasure. Like you, there can be a, a, you know, Saturn can put a restriction on you where you don't get your work. If you don't do your chores, you can't play. Um, And so for people who have a a challenging relationship between Venus and Saturn play and fun, like you have to be intentional about these things Um, for Uranus, you know, Venus opposite Uranus, Venus square Uranus, and sometimes even Venus conjunct Uranus can be a real need for change and freedom. And this can be one of the biggest challenges to where if things feel stagnant, you know, Uranus wants us to, wants, wants progress. It wants change for the sake of growth. And so you you have to continually re- reinvent yourself, reinvent yourself professionally, reinvent yourself in your relationships. And if you aren't growing and you're stagnating, then it gets extremely uncomfortable and you want to do something erratic. Don't do something erratic. Just honor your Venus Uranus needs all along the way. Neptune is Neptune is a is a dreamy romantic 
lovely, lovely influence with Venus. But sometimes this can go into seeing the best in people or seeing the potential of who they are and overlooking some of those really big red flags. Um, and, and so with someone, and, and this goes for money opportunities too, to where you might fall into, um, you know, a, a situation where you believe that, that, that an opportunity is going to, to, to be a, a wealth, uh, to bring you wealth. And then you find out that, that, that it's not all grounded in, in, you know, practical, in practical ways. So with Neptune and Venus in challenging relationship with one another, we always want to have a healthy skepticism. And then Pluto, um, Pluto Venus relationships can be a, a hunger for power. But sometimes what can happen is that you, you know this is a this is a life path where you are here to experience your power as balance in relationships. And so you might go from one extreme to another, or you might have situations where you really pine after something or someone, and it doesn't come together. But that's all about you learning how not to give your power away to anything or any person. And, and once you own your power and you realize how awesome and incredible you are, then you can have those experiences, those relationships that that feel fulfilling and that feel really, really healthy. I always say there's no such thing as an affliction. <laughs> you know, I'm a very optimistic astrologer. And when we have these squares and oppositions, they're, 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 they give us a dynamic personality. And so while they might not be the easiest in terms of the things that the world wants us to have or says that we should have, they are uh, they're, they're, they're representative of our growth edge. And so knowing those challenging aspects of our charts gives us a real sense of how it gives us a, a sense of our blind spots and helps us to work through them and move beyond them. So what is your advice then for people on how to really work with their Venus, not, not even counting like negative aspects, good aspects, any of that, just in general, you know, somebody's coming to you and they say, well, my Venus is in Aries. I heard that's not a good thing. How can I work with it? How can I really make the most of this? Mm -hmm. So if we see Venus, I, I, I like to, to, to have, so everyone, I think if everyone can just close your eyes for a minute and think about if you've ever seen, or maybe Google this, the, the painting, uh, the birth of Venus, uh, by Botticelli, we Venus is there on a. She's rising from the sea foam uh, on a half shell. She's being blown into shore. She is standing there in a complete state of receptivity, and she's magnetizing everything she needs in her in her life right there. And so, I think if we could we could think of our Venus as that point of magnetic attraction. And so there's, if you, if you, so knowing the sign of your Venus, this is what, this is how you attract 
things and opportunities into your life. So if you have a Venus in Aries, Aries is not a receptive sign. It is an action-oriented, go-get-it sign. And so if you have an Aries Venus and you are waiting for Mr. or Miss, Mrs. or their, uh, if you're waiting for your person to mag- magically come into your life, then your Venus is, you know, your Venus is more action oriented. She wants to have a little bit more say in, in who's coming into her life. And she might be the more of the, of the pursuer. So I think knowing what sign your Venus is in, then you can work with your Venus and, and, and also see that that is, yes, it's your nature in relationships and it's your nature in finances, but it's also how you flirt, how you bring people and things into your life. It's the magnetic part of you. And so own it, step into it, love your Venus, understand your Venus's sign, and then let that be in, inform you of how you dress of how you play, of how you flirt, of what kinds of foods you eat, and what kinds of people that you bring into your life. So can knowing someone else's Venus, I mean, is there a way then to work with that? What yeah. would be your advice? Let, let's, let's turn it around. So let's say you meet someone, they've got that Venus in Aries. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Well, if if I if 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 someone is coming into my life and they have Venus in Aries, then I am going to make the conversation a lot about them. I'm going to make them feel really good about themselves. Um, and for you who are listening, who have Venus and Aries, own it. Just say, yeah, I need, I need to feel like the, I need to feel like the attention is going on me. This is your lifetime for that. It's beautiful. If you have Venus and Libra, then you're the opposite and you're all about others and relating with others. And so, um, and so if I'm meeting someone with Venus and Libra, then it's going to be more of a collaboration. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about beauty. I'm going to talk about what they're wearing. I'm going to give them compliments about how they look. Um, Maybe we'll have some food together, those kinds of Venus things. Also knowing someone's Venus helps you to know what they, what they're like in relationships. And it helps you to know how to attract, how to attract them to you, like what kinds of things to say. Um, you know, it's, I find that, that people who have uh, their Venus is in a in favorable aspect with one another, your, you know, your Venuses are conju- in, a, in a conjunction, they're in a sextile or a trine, that they're, that it's a social, this is a social aspect. You both might enjoy similar things. And what's, what, what else is fun um, in compatibility and relationship compatibility, often if Venus, if one person's Venus is challenging another person's Mars, either by square or opposition, that is dynamic attraction because there's just enough tension to make it, to make for really good chemistry. So, um, so I think you know, Venus, we can't talk about Venus without talking about love and without talking about, you know, uh, about attraction. I love that advice. That's so smart. You could write a whole book on how to flirt based on Venus. (laughs) You could. (laughs) It's like the love language in the, in the Zodiac, you know? So when you think about, you know, like those love language books, Venus is our love language. It's how we love. So if we know someone's Venus, we have a very good opportunity to show up for them, not just for us, but in a way that's going to be 
good for them. So I mm-hmm. really love that. One last question too. You know, um, what about Venus transits? What do we need to know about that? When when Venus is ripping through your chart, what's mm-hmm. happening? Well, if you a couple of things. First of all, if you have when Venus is moving through a different house in your chart, every house relates to a different relationship. So for example, the third house is our neighbors, but it's also our siblings. And sometimes our teachers too. And so when Venus is moving through the third house, you and Venus stays in one sign for depending on whether or not she's going retrograde for about three, three and a half weeks at a time. And when she's in that sign, the area of uh, and when she's in that house in your in your chart, that area of your life feels a little bit more fun, interesting. You're making new connections. And so if she's moving through the third house, for example, this would be a time to be going out and talking to neighbors, to be, you know, planning a reunion with your brothers and sisters. Um, If she's moving through the fifth house, this is children. Uh, You know, the fourth house is home and family. The first house is relationship with yourself. So this would be the time to plan your spa treatments. This would be the time to plan anything that you're doing. Um, that that you want to have a little bit of visibility. I always recommend my clients get their headshots during Venus transits to the first house. So look at what relationships are represented by those different houses and those different signs and uh, and 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 focus some of that Venus light in that area of your life. That is such great advice. So now, of course, I'm going to have to go look and see where Venus is in my chart right now and figure out what I'm going to do in relationships. So I love that. So um, also, before we complete, you've got a new book out. And I mentioned the title is um, Modern Day Magic, Eight Simple Rules to Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life. Can you tell me a little bit about your book and where people can buy it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so any, uh, you can buy it anywhere good books are sold. Um, and it is it, it is a book that was inspired. Uh, I, I did a deep dive, start working with magic, and I started just as a, a journal. Like, I think I'm going to start a magic journal. I've been working with magic. I've been an astrologer professionally for 16 years, but I've been in this world for almost 30. Um, and you know, I've, I've studied all of the esoteric texts I've worked with magic. I actually focused on it for my master's degree in theology. So I know magic backward and forward, but I found that in my client practice, people had questions about how do I use crystals <laughs> or, um, you know, uh, you know, I have all this untapped potential, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what to do with it. And I realized that what was missing from people's lives and really from the world um, that we live in is this connection to our embodied spirituality, our, our deep sense of possibility of wonder Um of aliveness. That is what magic is. And so I did a deep dive working with magic. And then I came up with eight simple rules that you can use to, to realize your power and, and, and to deep, deepen your intuition and find ways to use magic in your everyday life. I 
Love that. I love anything about magic. You know, that's always been my thing since I'm uh-huh. a little girl. And uh-huh. uh, I think people who listen to this podcast are probably going to want to check that out because magical folks love astrology. So I am certainly going to get my hands on that very, very soon. And real quick question, if people want to work with you, where can they find you, Rachel? Um, my website is rachellangastrologer.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I just started a TikTok page and uh, it's Rachel Lang Astrologer on Instagram or Rachel Lang 11 on Twitter, which I'm just now getting into. Um, and then TikTok, I'm Rachel Lang Magic. So that's, awesome. that's how to find me. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for making time to talk with me today. And this is such a great topic. I mean, I'm all about Venus. I'm a Venus ruled chart. So yes. love learning anything I can about how to max out that Venus. So thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, people. Well, you know what you're going to do right now. You are going to order a copy of Modern Day Magic, Eight Simple Rules to Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life. You can get that, as Rachel said, at anywhere good books are sold. You can get it online, offline. Don't forget also to ask your independent bookstores, your local bookstores, and your local metaphysical shops to carry the books as well. So make sure you do that and get over to Rachel's world. And that's all for today's episode. This is a wrap. And if you're enjoying the show, take a moment, get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that is the best way to help listeners discover the show. Thank you so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes, and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss, and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.